Hey, what's up? How about this, listeners? It's a new episode of How About This, and we are continuing the Summer of Slam. That's right, we are neck deep in summer right now as we finally hit August, and we are talking about the most legendary fighting video game franchise of all time on this week's episode. I know we talked about one we called one of the most legendary fighting game franchises last time we were here, but this one takes the cake. This one is the undisputed heavyweight champion of the fighting game genre, as today we talk about fireballs, we talk about dragon punches and hurricane kicks, we talk about sonic booms, we talk about thousand hand slaps, because today... We're throwing the gauntlet down as we talk about Street Fighter. And now, introducing the How About This Summer of What's going on, everyone out there in the internet? How about this, fans? Welcome to yet another episode of the How About This Summer of Slam. Summer of Slam. (laughs) An entire summer dedicated to competitive things, action movies, (laughs) fighting, wild and crazy kids. Whoa! Whoa, Wild and crazy crazy kids. kids. And today we are talking about one of the most legendary fighting games of all time. You might say to yourself, weren't you talking about one of the most legendary fighting games of all time a few weeks ago? Yes, you are right. But this one is even more legendary because That's right. it is so good and so important and just unbelievably good. But before we move forward, we have to introduce the co-hosts of this show. The co-hosts. We're both co-hosts. It's there's no there's we both have the co in front of the We're both co-hosts. Both co-hosts. Both of us. It's equal opportunity. That's right. And make sure that both of us can do this um equally poorly. So it's really nice. We're both bad. We're both really bad and both put in no work. No, no work. effort. That's why when someone like Amanda or Evan come on the show, it's like, oh, wow, this is what ideas look like. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's embarrassing, actually. That's why we have no guests. Yeah, exactly. Like we kicked all the guests off. No more guests. No more third chairs. That's that's a joke. We, they will be back. <laughs> right. They're we constant you, third chairs. We, yeah. we know we know you like them. But the head of the Shadowloo organization and the oh king of psycho power in a red hat and totally red outfit. We have Mr. Jordan Hugh, or should I call him J. Hewson? Wow, that was a great intro. Thank you. Uh, and and my co-host, Mike Stab, who is the Sultan of the Sonic Boom, the flat top military American dog tag wearing G.I. Joe guy. <laughs> That's all off all off the top, folks. All off the top. How all about the, the, flat- the high lord of the Hadouken, <laughs> the wistful samurai gazing into the distance? It's all off the flat Mike top, Staub. my friend. Mike Stow. Aim for the flat top. Aim for the flat top. Thank you, Jordan. And once again, thank you for being here. The Summer of Slam continues to rage on as today we talk about a Street Fighter. And not just Street Fighter 2, but all of Street Fighter. 
on the whole, the whole series from start to finish from 1987 to today, even though we're not going to talk much about that game that came out in 87 because it's real bad. And which means, again, we are covering Capcom. (laughs) What can you do? This is the Capcom podcast. Capcom podcast, baby. When we get to Mega Man, we'll have the same conversation again. Yep. This fall. (laughs) This fall. Coming this fall. Mega Man, where we talk about Capcom stuff again. It's just who we are as people and when how we were influenced as as kids and adults and preteens, uh, teens and kids. And just like all these games came out at that time. And you can't have a, a, a season of competitive nature without talking about something as revolutionarily competitive as Street Fighter. For sure. And to give a, a, a brief history, Street yeah. Fighter started in 1987 with the first game called Street Fighter a game where you could only play as Ryu or maybe Ken if you were playing as the second player. And it's not very good. Uh, It is like the progenitor of the fighting game genre. And Capcom at the time put it out there to the point where they were like, you know what, this game, it didn't sell incredibly well. It sold okay enough to warrant a sequel, but they weren't happy with how it came out to the point where the second Street Fighter game was actually going to be called Street Fighter 89 and it was Final Fight. They were actually going to transform Street Fighter from a one-on-one fighting game to a, you know, a uh, side-scrolling, belt-scrolling uh, beat-em-up game. And then eventually they were like, you know what, we're going to call that Final Fight, and then we're going to make a Street Fighter 2. And the team who got together for Street Fighter 2, which came out in 1991 in arcades, they really wanted to make a fighting game feel like you were you know, playing through some sort of fighting tournament and every character had a unique look and a unique style and unique characteristics and special moves. So that's really... When people talk about Street Fighter, we talk about Street Fighter as video game fans and as fans of just all media... We're really talking about Street Fighter 2. We're talking about that's where the start of this whole situation is. It starts with Street Fighter 2 in 1991 and then has continued to be one of the premier fighting games out there on the planet. And to this day, Street Fighter still feels really, really good. But before we talk, you know, we don't really have to delve too much more into history. It's a one-on-one fighting game. It spawned a ton of sequels. It spawned a bunch of different versions of each sequel. It spawned different series that we might talk about later this summer. But in the core Street Fighter universe, it was a very influential game for guys like Jordan and me. Yeah. So Jordan, before we like get further into like some of the fun we're going to have with this, uh, what is your experience? Like, where did you start with Street Fighter? I feel like folks like us who are the quote unquote elder millennials or the, I don't know, the geriatric millennials, whatever, watch it, (laughs) whatever they want to call us, watch it. Um, Gen Z can call me whatever they want, but they start throwing geriatric around. They can get out fucking zoomers. You know, we're kind of the second great video game generation. Yeah, I think Uh, because really the Gen Xers are the first the first generation of real video game players where like video games were more ubiquitous for us. I feel like we we're really when video games were hitting the mainstream the nes console into the snes console that is where my first encounter with street fighter 2 happened i had never played the original street fighter and in fact the fact that i only had access to street fighter 2 frustrated me as a kid because i was like where's the first game where's the first one to which any older kid would be like trust me man you don't want any part of that first game that's some trash yeah, so the first Street Fighter game I owned or played was Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the SNES, which was wildly popular. And even to this day, uh, like 30 years later, I still consider it like the Cadillac of 
that era of fighting games. And it, it basically was. It was the gold standard. My specific memory that I have tied to that is they had the very popular, very ubiquitous Street Fighter II arcade cabinet, which was everywhere. I went to a summer camp very briefly, just one year, uh, out here on Long Island. Is that and- the same... Summer yes, camp. It's the place where I was bullied, Mike. Yeah. Where you were bullied for winning the, the, the car race? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, you remember my traumatic memories better than I do. Well, um, how do you let's talk <laughs> about your feelings? How do you feel? <laughs> Not good. No, but part of the the best part of the day was if you had this period with the counselors where you got to just kind of cool off because like the coolest room at camp was like the nurse's office, which was adjacent to this area where they had like a little mini arcade. And you would all line up to play Street Fighter 2. And I just remember the first fighter I ever played of was, was Dalsim, which is a great fighter for a kid because he's just got like stupid, big, stretchy limbs. And the coolest thing you could do is to set somebody on fire. And that would be that. I, I don't think I was very good at the game, but I just thought like how cool this game is. And uh, when I finally had it to play at home, I was just like so satisfied by that. And the characters were cool and colorful and the game was really fun and you really got the sense that you were really doing something because it was a game that you could get exponentially better at if you actually studied the moves and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. memorized the button sequences. And Street Fighter 2 Turbo also has the distinction as being the game for which it was the first game I bought a strategy guide for. I remember that was probably sold at like Funko Land. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Or possibly a blockbuster. It was a big, thick strategy guide with beautiful art. Uh, and it gave you like, full profiles of the characters, including the four boss characters, Balrog, Vega, Sagat, and um, Bison. I remember like really studying that book. And it was like my first strategy guide. I, I still remember turning the pages and it was just a really cool thing. Um, and I still love Street Fighter. My love for Street Fighter always goes back to that game, even though I've played so much newer Street Fighter since then. How about you? All right. So first and foremost, our experiences are going to be almost identical. I remember playing Street Fighter 1 at a pizza parlor, I think it was Vinny's Pizza Parlor, where I lived for the first four years of my life in Staten Island. So I was born in, in Manhattan, but my family lived on Staten Island until I was four, and then we moved out to Long Island. I remember seeing a fight between Ryu and someone else, and I remember just playing it at the pizza parlor while like, you know, we were waiting for the pizza to be ready and take it home. But yeah. that's the faintest memory that I have, but I remember that it happened. I was probably... Geez, probably three years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Uh, you know, three years you old. To, you had to stand on one of those things. Got to get know? the milk crate out, man. Got to get the milk crate. So I remember playing that, but like obviously that didn't take over my life. Street Fighter Two, though, when Street Fighter Two was in the arcade at the mall by the house, or when it came to the Super Nintendo, I think that was a big reason why Street Fighter Two was did so well. Was that it was made accessible. And the Super Nintendo version of Street Fighter 2, and I, like you, the first Street Fighter game I had on a home console was Street Fighter 2 Turbo with E. Honda doing the, you know, thousand hand slap on spot. I remember getting that for Christmas, and it was like one of those games that was like an $80 cartridge, and I got it for Christmas, and I was immediately just so invested because my old, I had an older cousin who was really into Street Fighter. He had the original OG Street Fighter cart for the Super Nintendo, and my parents, you know, bought me the Turbo version, and I would play in the arcade. And then eventually, you know, I would follow, I followed the game, you know, I followed the game when we got super and hyper fighting and all this stuff, like throughout, you know, Street Fighter 2, like the whole joke about Capcom in the day, in those days was like Capcom can't count the three because there's no Street Fighter 3. They're just keep remaking, (laughs) packaging Street Fighter 2. And if you're, you know, if you really want to see the legacy of Street Fighter 2, I highly suggest 
anyone, there's a million podcasts about it online, whether you listen to us, you listen to um, one of the other podcasts I'm on, you listen to like Retronauts, or if you want to watch an anime about it, I highly suggest checking out High Score Girl because mm-hmm. it perfectly parallels the, it's a Japanese experience, so it's a little different, but like watching that show, I'm like, I remember this. Like, I remember this happening in the 90s. So I started with, with Street Fighter 2, but since then, you know, I buy every Street Fighter game like day and date, whether it's the Street Fighter Alpha series, which is the bridge between Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2, or it's Street Fighter 3, 4, all of the versus games, you know, all of the versus games that had come out. I am definitely a Street Fighter fanatic. Uh, I think, though, I was so attracted to Street Fighter 2 when I got it because, like you said, the characters had so much personality and we didn't get a lot of that in video games at that point in time. Characters were like, you know, you were either like a red guy or a blue guy and you ran from the left to the right and you shot stuff. Or, you you know, even games like The Simpsons and The X-Men and Final Fight, they started to give you more of like, okay, cool, there's some more character here. But Street Fighter, oh, I guess Ninja Turtles works that way too. Street Fighter 2, it's like you have these what is it, 12 characters, and they're all just so incredibly different for the most part and original and unique, and they have these big sprites, and there's this sense of humor about it to the point where like, the creators of the game wanted you to sit down and actually play as a character, but they wanted to almost make you laugh. laugh. They almost want to make you laugh. like They were pushing the, the kind of culture of the characters to a point where it was like, it was humorous. It's like, yeah, of course the American is like this jacked up dude who cares about his hair and wears sunglasses. And, oh yeah. They were uh, you know? very, very stereotyped yeah, for, the, yeah. for the sake of humor. Yeah. For the sake of humor. It wasn't like, you know, I don't think, you know, it's, it's a little, it's, it's in a 2021 scope. It's like a little like, oof. but the game's 30 years old, but when you go back to it and play it, you're like, you know, there was this, this, this love for these characters and even two characters like Ryu and Ken who are very similar are incredibly different. And that's kind of what is was set up fighting games for for decades now. You know, it's it's all about um how these characters um even if they are similar, how to make them different and how to make them feel like their own. And we've seen that in every fighting game series from Street Fighter 2 all the way through, you know, Smash Brothers Ultimate. And Street Fighter 2 really before Smash Brothers Ultimate, Street Fighter 2 was the top-selling fighting game of all time and it was just beat in the last like year or so by smash brothers ultimate and it's because of character i think i think it's there's an identity yeah um like we've talked about this with pretty much uh, mario kart or you know if we talk about pokemon or something like that these characters that you choose to play as is a part of like your identity as a player yeah. Right. It's it, it it's comes becomes a part of you. It's like, well, I'm a Guile player. I'm a Ryu player. I'm a Kami player. I play Chun-Li. So it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like and I think we're going to get into this a little bit in, 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 in just a little bit. But there is like a Zodiac approach to like which character draws you in to sure. play as. But before we get into our fun little games and our pitches, do you have like who's your mains? Like who are your mains? Who do you go to in the series? It's funny that you're asking me this question and it would only be for the benefit of the listener because I've been playing Mike in Street Fighter for, you know, 20 years. Oh, I know who your mains are. They More don't. than 20 years. Um, how, how, oh wait, how many Street Fighter games, do you, uh, matches, do you think you and I have played over the last, uh, what have you been friends, what, 20? I don't know. 23 years? Hundreds, probably a thousand. You've, yeah. You've won 90% of them. So. Uh, 85. Yeah, Mike is the <laughs> far superior Street Fighter player. That's okay. I, we like to have fun. We, we like to have fun here. 
Um, my mains, and honestly, a lot of my mains are inspired by figuring out who Mike was going to play and then picking based on that. So I think you'll you'll understand that when you hear what my mains are. So um, not Ryu, but Ken. Ken yes. is probably my main main. Main main. Main main is Ken. Cammy. Yeah. Cammy for sure. And then I, you know, my my third has kind of rotated. I don't think I have a very reliable third. I love Chun Li. I don't always play as Chun Li. Yeah, Chun Li's great. Um, but I know Chun Li pretty well. And then of like the newer characters, I really like Jury. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of success with Jury as a player. That's really it. I'd be lying. I, I mean, I've 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 certainly experimented with like other characters, but really just those. I, I almost exclu- exclusively play them over and over again. But I I have great love for a lot of the other characters. I've at least tried. It's funny because after all these years, even when I play like against the computer, I always have the the most problems against Cammy, and I always <laughs> I always attribute to that to like you and me playing. Right. in my basement no matter what mode of street fighter you know that we've played and street fighter is a series it's it's we're kind of lucky that it's like always really good yeah like well so reveal your mains because that's gonna explain why i picked who i picked okay so my mains uh first and foremost my original main was guile sure uh, i've always played guile i yeah well that I, was that was ultimately why i always picked cami or something it's like i need to bust up turtle in some way actually turtle apparently is a forbidden technique in japan forbid like if, dishonorable oh it's way way dishonorable wow actually if you watch high score girl they actually bring that up about how playing as a turtle is no good no good that's what he's um, built for yeah i know so so yeah i play guile I do like to play Ryu uh, a lot. Right, you which know. is why I was Ken, because I always couldn't copy Ken. you. Yeah. My brother was always Ken, too. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Craig we... is an amazing <laughs> Ken player. Ken is uh, uh, Craig's really good. Really good. Well, we used to play a lot of Street Fighter 4, and he would. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, more recently, I do like some of the newer characters. Uh, every now and again, I'll play Sagat. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll play Sagat, because I, I, like, I like that. I like him a lot. He's also just like a big, powerful powerhouse uh, when i was a little kid i liked playing blanca a lot because the electric was super easy to do sure, yeah and this is gonna make jordan laugh because it always does in street fighter 5 my main so far has been uh, rainbow mika rainbow mika rainbow mika because i think it you know i think she's great i think she's a lot of fun i think she's ridiculous in a, in a way that like i like pro wrestling and i like japanese stuff so it's like just perfect she's not great she's not a good character but i use her online like as much as i possibly can because it's really fun to just like i don't know hit someone with a stone cold stunner oh yeah in, in an online match and just and and have them lose or hit them with a big pile driver or a hip toss or whatever and I think you and I feel the same way about this. Like, we almost feel like it's dishonorable to play as, like, the boss level characters, which is why you only very rarely play as Sagat, and yeah. I only rarely play as Bison, who's my, yeah. like, boss level character that I often yeah. play as. No, perfect. That's actually perfect, because it's just, like, I feel like you're cheating. Yeah. It's like, these guys are a little OP. I'm not I'm not going to pick them first, you know? S- Sagat had ruined my life so many times as a kid that it feels so dirty. <laughs> well, his kick is the entire it. screen. It, it is. His, like, the hitbox on him is just ridiculous. Like, your hitbox... Yeah versus him is so so ridiculous but uh, they've toned him down a little as the games got older but you know street fighter is like it's weird i go i play a lot of street fighter 5 um i love street fighter 4 i love the alpha games I, I think the alpha games are really great but when you go and play it they look so good now and it's still the, the, the same core premise it's very similar i do think a lot of the alpha um mentality has crept into which is good. A bit, which is good uh, because the alpha game, yeah. Alpha has this really, boy, how do I even put this? It's actually hard to describe the flavor of alpha. Alpha has a kind of a cartoonishness to it. Yeah. And it's got kind of like a silly international 
yeah. peppy feel to mm-hmm. it that the main games didn't necessarily always have, but now has kind of very much become a part of what the Street Fighter flavor is. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the in the end, like Street Fighter 2 didn't have the didn't have a total like anime look to it. Right. By the time you get to Alpha, like you're saying, it's cartoony, but it's it's definitely more like, all right, this is anime now. Uh, because by the time Street Fighter Alpha comes out, by the time like you get the X-Men and the Marvel superhero fighting games coming out, by the time you get Marvel vs. Capcom, anime is starting to really take over and yeah. actually become very popular in the States. So it's like, you know what? We can have these really anime flourished characters and people will be all about it. And I love that about Street Fighter Alpha uh, 1, 2, and 3. Both are, All three are very, very good games. I played a lot of them in the arcade and they were the perfect like mix-up after playing Street Fighter 2, it gave you a little bit more to do. There was more speed. They had more hyper combos. You had all this stuff. Yeah. So while Street Fighter 2 is the first game that I experienced and probably one of the games I played the most of, I think it was really the Alpha series that really stuck with me. Alpha and, as you know, one of our absolute favorites, Street Fighter EX, EX plus, plus Alpha, Alpha, yeah, which was massively influential uh, to us, more so oddly independent of one another. We both played right. Street Fighter EX plus Alpha before we met and before we became friends and like kind of bonded over the fact that we both knew who Skullomania was. Right. Yeah, that was kind of like EX plus Alpha was the oddball kind of like favorite of the PS1 generation players that were just like, oh, cool, a Street Fighter game. What is the, who the fuck are these people? You know, yeah, but yeah. you got to attach them. They were really weird, cool characters that were blended up with your favorites. And we both got attached to Skullomania. Skullomania. It was a wild, wild character. Skullomania. So that game was developed by Arika, who has gone on to actually make that game. You can actually get a new version of that game called Fighting Fighting EX Endlayer or something like that. I have it on the PS PS4. It's 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 not as good as the older games, but it's because there's no like real Capcom influence there. It's it's fun to see those characters again, and it's fun how to see how they cross over with Street Fighter. But that's what Street Fighter does, right? Street Fighter crosses over with things that they've been doing it for. Um, 20 some odd years they've been crossing Street Fighter over with just about anything they could get their hands on so that's right. really just like a magical thing EX plus Alpha almost felt like a weird like Street Fighter Euro trip game yes yes it's very odd like um, weird like European like electronic music all the time I don't There's know yeah, other it was, characters it was odd and then there were certainly plenty of non-European characters as well but it was certainly like an effort to be like hey here are some folks from some countries we don't often give characters to and very much more of an international appeal which is funny because the games were already so international, but yeah. heavy, heavy, heavy influence and representation for America and Japan. Of always. course, of course. Yeah. So like, oh, that's all where like half the characters are from. Right. But by the time you get to uh, EX plus Alpha, it's, it's just such a weird and, you know, it makes sense. Like guys like us gravitated to, towards that game because it's so odd. And yeah. we just like things that are are very, very odd. But before we move on and talk more about our pitches and what we want to do with Street Fighter moving forward, we had a fun game that we played when we did our Mario Kart episode. So mm-hmm. we had a word association test. So let's do a little bit of that. Let's pick a character. It could be from any of the Street Fighter games. Okay. And let's say what you think that player is like. What's the personality type there? So do you want to start? Sure, I'll, I'll throw you one. Is that sure. what's going to yes. happen? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so to be clear for the listener, these are players for whom this is their main. And yes. what you what you think of the types of players that always choose this character as their main. Yes. Okay. Mike, I'm going to start off with what I think is a, a like a like just an easy pitch. Okay. What do you feel about the players for whom Zangief is their main? 
the Zangief mains are fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. That is a fun person. That is someone who's like, you know what? These moves are going to be impossible to get off, but he's big <laughs> and he's Russian and he's called the Red Cyclone and he's going to jump in the air and spin around and slam you on your head. Like these are like also the guys who are definitely also into pro wrestling like a lot. Oh, like yeah. the guys who go to pro wrestling and like, hockey jerseys or like baseball jerseys who hold the signs up that say Zangief was better than John Cena. Those are the type of people that play Zangief. These right. are people that love pro wrestling, love having fun, probably like to drink a few beers. And also like, I, you know what? I, I would be a little nervous if they got a little unwieldy. Because... Yeah. And I, I think the Zangief players also do a victory dance. Like when of, they win. Of course. A match. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to do that hokey pokey that Zangief does. <laughs> Come on. You know it. And also, you know, he did do the, um, he did do that little Russian kick dance with uh, Gorbachev. So he That's right. victory dance. That is his ending. But no, yeah. I, lo I love a good Zangief player. I would put them in the same realm as like the Wario and Donkey Kong players. Okay. Like that's kind of like, that's the realm you're working with. The same <laughs> people are like, yeah, I can, I'll rock with Donkey Kong. Or the same people would be like, final Atomic Buster. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Okay. Just in it to have some fun. All right. Let me go to you. All right. Okay. Um, let's go with, um, hmm. Chun-Li. Chun-Li. I think the folks that are good with Chun-Li are weebs. Uh, I think this is like the weeb, the weeb players. Yeah. Um, they're, they might not be the, actually even the best at the game. They're great with Chun-Li, and they own somewhere in their home Chun-Li merchandise. Oh, of course. Almost oh, yeah. certainly a pillow or a towel or at least uh, an elegant sculpture, a classy sculpture of Chun-Li and her enormous thighs and, yes. and her butt. And very tasteful. Very but, tasteful. I don't know if they're any good at the game Street Fighter. I think we could beat them with almost any other character, but they really like Chun Li specifically. Yeah, they're, they're, they're weebs. Yeah, oh, definitely, without a doubt. Big I, weeb. I, I big get weeb that. energy. Big, big. And we love B W E. Big That's weeb B -W -E, energy, baby. We love those people though. Yeah, that, they cross. They cross over with the Yoshi players. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit in the Cloud Strife players. Like that's yeah. all the same. The that's same all. A, that's a brand. That's a brand. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna throw you one of your mains. Uh, tell me about the Guile players. Okay, Guile players, obviously the coolest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the Guile players often are because Guile is such a you screwed up player. Yeah, I think he the punishes Guile mistakes. Players, yeah, he punishes mistakes. I think the Guile players are uh, a little braggadocious when yeah. when they want to be. I think they're a little in your face. I think that they're a little bit like you get the reaction from a guile player because as a guile player when you hit a somersault kick or when you hit that awful double leg sweep on someone after hitting them with the somersault kick or you get the backbreaker on the shoulder the reaction that you have as a guile player is always like shouldn't have done that shouldn't yeah. have done that it's very much like it's a spider-man move it's very much like a uh-uh-uh yeah. you screwed up and now you're in trouble for it. So it, there is a braggadociousness to it. There is an egomaniac aspect to the Guile player. He's a character that loves his hair. He's yep. a character with giant biceps mm -hmm. and like wears a tank top and like boots. So like, yeah, I, listen, I'm, I'm throwing myself under the bus here, but that is an egomaniac. I wouldn't oh, say I that it. they're, I wouldn't say that they're a narcissist. I don't think that the Guile player is a narcissist, but I think the Guile player loves just punishing people for doing stupid things and yeah. not really making fun of them because there isn't like, a, Oh, you're an idiot. You messed up. It's more like, mm, I shouldn't have done that. That's right. kind of the guile move. Right. 
Uh, I think I think I'm right. What do you think? Oh, I, I think that's totally correct. I was going to say whenever I've played a stranger and they picked Guile, I always have thought to myself, I'm fucked. <laughs> you know, I've always thought like this guy can really play Street Fighter and I have to I have to now think while I'm fighting, which is not what I like to do. Well, I remember when you you said this about Street about uh, Guile many, many years ago when we were talking about it. Every character. So for the most part, most of the characters in Street Fighter operate in circles. Yeah, it's all circles. Guile operates in a box. It's a box. It's, it's a holding pattern yeah. of boxes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all charging up and and waiting. It's, it's just, um it's a harder game playing yeah. Guile it's, and it's playing a, against Guile. It's a chess game, so that's why they always have to work on how short his charge time is. Because if you make Guile's charge time too short, he's gonna destroy you. Especially if he can like cancel and walk through his own sonic boom to combo you. It's it's brutal. Sure, and so many of the fun characters like a Ken or a Ryu or even yeah. like a Chun Li, Cammy, like they're all flyers. You know, and Guile punishes air. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to take Cammy out of that because actually I think Cammy was kind of designed to go against Guile because she, yeah. she definitely busts up a lot of his holds. Yeah. Um, but like the other characters, they love to do these like big high punches and kicks and they look great doing it. And Guile's just like, oh, you're going to fly over me. You're going to really regret that. No, no, no. No, I get that. I totally get that. All right. Let me throw one at you now. Ken. So Ken is specifically for the guy that would have normally played Ryu, but his friend already selected Ryu. So now he is left with Ken. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, so to me, to me, and I think to everyone, Ryu is the heart and soul of Street Fighter. For all yeah. intents and purposes, he's their main character. He's yeah. the icon of the series. And, and generally speaking, Ryu players are good. Like that's your like Mario player. Like they know the game. They like the game. They know the moves. They can talk to you intelligently about it. And, you know, they, they respect the game. Ken... For, for the Ken players, all that is true, but also they like to have a little bit of fun. And I noticed that the Ken players are typically not as disciplined. The Ryu players will wait to try to get that combo move. And the Ken players are like, fuck it, I'm just going to button jam the hell out of it until I get my gauge all the way up and then go for the fucking super combo. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he's he also has that giant flaming... Dragon yeah, punch. he's got he's got this rock and roll spirit to him. And, you know, the farther back you go, the more close Ryu and Ken's moveset is. And as the games went on, they made them a little bit more distinct and, and gave them their own personality in their moves. And Ken's stuff is just it's just wilder. Yeah, it's just, he's got wilder moves. They're a little bit less predictable, you know, and, and the Ryu stuff is more disciplined. So basically, uh, Ken is the, the Friday night version of Ryu. You know, yeah. he's, he's out to party and those players are good guys. I always have fun with the Ken players. Yeah, always. Ken, Ken players are always down to have fun. They're yeah. just much more fun in general. I get that completely. Yeah, I'll throw you one more. Okay. Um, why don't you give me uh, somebody who is very into man? I'm tempted to give you one of the final fight guys, but I think we should cover more of like the main the main sure. canon people. Sure. Talk to me about people who pick the boss level characters, but especially Sagat. Okay, I think that if you're like a serious Sagat player, a boss level player, yeah, I think that. You're a spike in terms okay. of Magic the Gathering terms. You want to win. I think you're in it to win. You don't care about I, anything else but winning. You care about winning. And you've been wrong so many times by both Sagat and M. Bison <laughs> that you've decided to join the evil forces and join the Empire. Because it's like, sure. you know what? I've been embarrassed way too many times. And it's a, if you can't beat them, join them type of yes. thing. And when you play Sagat, it's like when you pull out and spe specifically Sagat with this, it's like, I just want to just. I want to play a big, strong, brutal character. I want to laugh at my opponent when I beat them. You're right. And that's the mood that you're in. So like you said before, when I play Sagat, it's usually when I'm not in the best of mood. And it's just like, I want to pick you up 
and I'm going to smash your whole face into my knee. I want to throw you on the side. I want to punish you for anything you want to do. I'm going to do high tiger shots. I want to do low tiger shots. I want to make it very unpleasant for you to play the next two to three minutes of this game. Yeah. And you know what I noticed about Sagat players? Like that's their first. So they're the big spike. They want to win. They'll play Sagat. Yeah. Their second favorite character to play is is Bison, it's or, Bison. Akuma, or, or Akuma. Or Akuma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like at that level. We're just like, you know what? We've gone full evil, folks. That's it. There's no coming back to the light side. It's done. You've you've committed to playing the evilest characters. And that's that. That's all yeah. you could do. Yeah. That's all you could do. Totally. I think we have time for a few more. Let me throw you... Since we're keeping it mostly like the core Street Fighter, let me throw you Blanca. Blanca. I, I have to say, we have a soft spot for Blanca because he's Blanca. like, he's sort of our unofficial mascot on How About This. I think Blanca is wildly fun. I think when you pick Blanca, it's one of two things. So in the first category, you don't really know how to play Street Fighter. You just think that electric move is really cool and fun and annoying. Yep. And you're just going to spam that move over and over again um, against your friends that know how to play better than you. So the Blanca character to me is like usually the novice player. However, the second category is related. It's for really experienced players who pick Blanca as a joke and then wipe the floor with you. It's like it's Blanca and Dan fit into right. that that same yeah. headspace. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, so I would be very nervous if you're playing against someone who knows how to play and they choose Blanca because at first it's just like, oh, ha, 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 Blanca. And then you're dead in 10 seconds. You bite your face off. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's the... Um, it's the AC Ducey, right? It's it's yeah. either or. It's either yeah. like the worst players or the best players as a joke. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's because the, the new players are like, oh, Monster Man. And like the old players are like, Monster Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. But we love Blanca. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Do you yeah. have any more for me? Are we good to move on? I think we can move on. I don't know. Is there? A, did we do anyone in a total injustice by not choosing them at all? I think we spoke about most of the main characters. I think characters. we spoke about most of the main characters. I was going to go like a little newer and get get a couple of like newer weird ones in you, there. Yeah, I'll throw you a newer guy. Go um, for it. You know what? Talk to me about Rainbow Mika. Who is this 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 flashy newer character? Who does this appeal to? I don't know, weirdos like me. I don't have um, people who I, I honestly think it's it's in the same realm as as a Zangief to a degree. I think it's people who want to have a good time and want to and and want to have fun. Okay. Uh, I think that you know, you almost don't care that she's not that great uh, because it's just a very fun character to play as and the moves are just over the top and they're bombastic. I am a, um, for those of you who might not know, I'm a very loud and um, cheerful, cheerfully loud person. Uh, yes. I spend a lot of my time being very excited and very loud and I feel like a character like Rainbow Mika uh, kind of encapsulates that as a character. She's like this super like brash WWE or Japanese style wrestler. And she's friends with Zangief and they just do all these special like slam moves. Like I said, she literally does a stone cold stunner and it's just like dumb and fun and ridiculous. And as someone who loves to be dumb and fun and loud and ridiculous, it's like, it just speaks to me as a player. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's hard to compare it to like anything else. It's not quite like playing as Blanca, but it's not that different. Like there's still a fun nature to that. She is really cool. She's not a character I know well, but I always like see her matches and I'm always like, wow, she, she just looks fun. And uh, fun. that outfit is just ridiculous. Oh, geez. Know? Like they'd even try like, yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll make sure that nothing yeah. like that wouldn't work in real life, but get hey, them, get them boobs out there. Yeah. Put them out there, man. Sell it, <laughs> sell it to children. Um, 
All right. So I'll give you one more before we move on. All right. This will be the last one. Sure. Dudley. Dudley. Wow. Um, Dudley is fun. Dudley's like one of the funny characters that I sometimes like to play. I don't know why someone would pick Dudley. I'm trying to associate like what kind of a player you'd want to be. I would assume that you've already been through Balrog, who's a better character. Way better. And you just want to be stupid about it. So I think I think players that play as Dudley, they're either experimenting or they want to insult you in some way. Like, I think you're such a shitty player that I'm going to beat you as Dudley. And like, kind of act like Dudley as I'm playing. Like, oh, good show, good show. Oh, well, unconscious. He's a pugilist. Right. So it's it's um, it's it's very fun. I love Dudley as a character. He's I think so he's funny. so yeah. much fun. The fact that he's like this like like what like late the 19th turn of the century, century yeah, like pugilist, turn yeah. of the century pugilist is just lovely and he throws a rose and he wears like slacks and a dress shirt with suspenders and he's got a little pencil mustache. I I think Dudley's amazing. Yeah, he's but I think you're right. I think you're right. And also maybe if you're an English gentleman, maybe you would play Dudley. Maybe though, you know what? If you're from the UK, you're obligated to play as Cammy. I don't of care. Course, you of have course. to play Cammy. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, that's your guy. That's right. your character. Obviously. You know? So, dude, this is awesome. I love our I love our Zodiac stuff. I think we can do more of <laughs> so this. So do I. It's so dumb. But uh hopefully we either upset everyone or no one. <laughs> Probably. Every now and again, though, when people listen to podcasts, they're like, you know, we're talking about it, they're coming up to me like, Yeah, you were dead on about that guy. Yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong was was right. You were right with Donkey Kong. Oh, I'm going to just do one more. Just, yeah. just in, if you play as Vega, you're a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> I just want to let you know right now. You're a fucking asshole. If you play as Vega, I think you're garbage. Yeah. Not, not because of like who that character is. I just mean, those moves are just, it's an unfair character. The character's too fast, stupid. I hate people that are good at Vega. <laughs> you guys fucking suck. All the Vega players uh, cry in but also also but also a nod they're nodding in a scent right now yeah, like, they, yeah. you know what though self-loving I'll, I'll give this to them they own that the vega oh, yeah. players know they fucking are assholes <laughs> they know it they know it all right well it's pitch time man so uh before before we get that thank you for that uh thank you for for oh, thank this you lovely zodiac well thank you sir oh uh, yes quite right right. indubitably yes, yes i'm going to hit you with everything i've got fight uh so what do you got for me okay how about this Ooh, fight street fighter zombies i'm in <laughs> okay let's do it street fighter zombies a la marvel zombies um, okay it, is now is this is this a game is this a comic book is it's this a, a tv show it's a, it's a video game it's a fighting game all right listen this is no more ridiculous than the storylines they've been trying for years but it is for the sake of the Street Fighter storyline, uh, this is an alternate universe. This is a variant, if you will. To be fair, just to, to give you a little bit of a, a feather in your cap, they've kind yeah. of made Charlie Nash a zombie at this point. He's like you know a what? Frankenstein yeah. monster. He, he is. You're right. And he's in my game for sure. Love it. So this is variant timeline. Okay. Shadow Lou, Shadow Lou has been experimenting with mutations for years now in, in the main storyline, trying to come up with like different forms of bison, coming up with like the, the perfect fighter, the perfect military weapon. It's over. Well, you know it. So they have uh, now gone too far and they've gone basically the route of Umbrella Corp or like Raccoon City or whatever. And in trying to create perfect fighters, they have unleashed a zombie plague unto humanity. So you play as a ragtag group of 12 fighters who have gone up against Bison and Shadow Lou in the past and are uniquely uh, situated where they can 
you know, fight their way basically through these different world locations as they take down different Shadowloo fortresses and uh, try to overcome the zombie plague. Now, of course, the selling point of this game is that there are uh, 12 selectable characters to start, and I'll go through my heroes and why I selected them in a moment, but there are also zombie versions of all of the Street Fighter characters that yeah. you know that you know and love. Um, so yeah. that, and just imagine how fucking cool the artwork would be for like a zombie Zangief or a zombie Sagat or you know whatever. Like how cool like zombie Sagat doesn't even wear the fucking eye patch and there's like a little bird that lives in his head. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Oh, I like I like that bird geef a bird bird god bird god bird god. <laughs> um, so my selectable characters, the the twelve you get to start with that regardless of their past villain or hero status are technically all heroes because they represent the living in my game. We have, of course, Guile. Sonic Boom. That's right. So Guile and Cammy are holding it down. Guile and Cammy, of course. You got that Interpol relation there, you know? That's right. We've got, uh, I did select Armika because I wanted someone holding it down of the newer stuff. I put in Cody because uh, I wanted a final fight guy in there. Yeah. And then just to to round out some old favorites that people really enjoy, Zangief will be in there. Chun-Li, I put in Jury. I nice. put in Sakura. I put in Dalsim. Uh, I just thought these people would just work, work in a, a cool way together. And then like my wild cards, I just kind of threw in here. I threw in uh, Poison. Ooh, and I threw poison. in I threw in Jury because I just thought like these are cool like apocalypse looking characters. Yeah, yeah. They got that kind of cyberpunk look to them absolutely yeah, they, have, they have a vibe you know and yeah. um and then of course i added skullomania who so like this is like a superhero type adventure right yeah i love it so they go through the game those are the selectable like living quote unquote players that you can basically play as um now the different world locations are going to be like the apocalypse version of those locations so when you go to fight zombie ryu right you're on the rooftops with zombie ryu right when you go to fight you know zombie guile you're in the airfield but it's like been overrun by zombies so it's like it's so the of, zombie guys are like this now yeah that's right but like their fucking arm falls off yeah, and they like, like pump it in the air yeah they you pump know? it in the air that guy's right. you know he's trying to kill that chicken in, in yeah, the, yeah. In the mar- market uh and i probably should mention this later but i thought like the mini games would really be fun because the mini games would be like how many members of a zombie horde could you fend off before you fall or like <laughs> beating up like <laughs> beating up the zombies from within the car yeah like you're you're inside the car trying to defend the outside of the car you know from from a zombie attack um so yeah eventually you you sort of fight your way through the game until you get to you know bison's like basically like secret layer at the end and he is throwing out just like basically different versions of characters at you that of course are all zombified right uh i did want to have like a storyline moment with charlie where like charlie still kind of remembers who he is and guile's like trying to save him uh you know that kind of a thing so that's that's like sort of the the basic premise and i just thought you know this was your opportunity to make street fighter not more like mortal Kombat, but more violent in a funny way yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not ripping the spinal cord out of a living person, but I can rip off T-Hawk's arm and just start beating him with it because uh, he poor, is zombie, zombie T-Hawk. Poor T-Hawk, man. You he, know. Never, he never saw that coming. Yeah. Oh, you know who I wanted the mean Rochester too? I think DJ is hilarious. Yeah, DJ's great. And I think DJ, like one of his special moves should be able, like he changes the stage music. I love it. I just think that'd be like a fun little add-on. Right. So, yeah, you're you're this little troop of like these apocalyptic, like living survivor, walking dead version of these characters. And you're fighting your way through like the zombie world. I love it. And all these locations you travel to by plane, Japan, Japan, right? You go there and you're touching down in these locations that basically are uh, 
it's it's a zombie infestation. So it's not just like the stages where these people uh, normally fight their fights, but it's like the the sort of the, the the overrun zombie version of all the popular locations we've seen before, the market with the bicycle and and all that stuff, you know. And also, I think it'd be really funny if like you get the zombies hit gauge down like far enough, they start to decompose. Yeah. Like if you're fighting zombie Chun Li and she goes to do like the the lightning kick and her leg falls off. Yeah, that's pretty good. I that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. I think that's, that's good. That's like top tier right there. Great. So now let's reverse it. Let's say you beat the game and I think you unlock a mode where you can play as the zombies instead of as the survivors, right? I like that too. So zombies have a special ability. When they fight you, they gain health back. Yeah. Um, as they are fighting you. So that's kind of the uh, payoff you get for the fact that you decompose. If you get too low on health, you also get to gain some health back because technically zombies are sort of always fighting in survival mode, sort of. of course. You know, like, they want to eat your brains. Yeah, of course. You know? Every um, zombie should have a bite attack. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's that's basically my pitch, man. Street Fighter zombies. I'm into it. I think this is awesome. I'm so down. Thank you. I'm so down and I'm so ready. I think this is great. Um. I, 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 it's a really nice, it's a really nice weird take yeah. on, on Street Fighter, but it's something that could be a whole lot of fun. And then, oh my gosh, the, the merchandise, that the merchandise could, alone. And I thought Skullomania could have a cool ability, maybe on the special stages or whatever, where like the zombies don't realize that he's a living person. Yeah. Yeah. That'd <laughs> so be great. He, he would be like the Jonathan from the mummy. Yep. Emo, dep, right. And they just kind of walk past him. So he's, they made him Lord of the fucking zombies. All right. Yeah. That's I, I love that. I love that so much. Uh, that sounds like, a whole lot of fun. So thank you for that. That was great. Uh, you are welcome. So yeah. I mean, you, of course, fight big fucking zombie and bison at the end of the game. Why not? I mean, psycho power, right? Right. But specifically not like the cycloids or fucking Seth no, or anything no, like no, that. No. I don't even like those characters. No. Fucking 11 bullshit characters. No, no, no. no. Just bring in just just. Does bison. anyone does anyone like those characters? Yeah. People do like yeah. those, the engineered mimicky characters I like play ne them. Ne Necro and those fucking yeah, people. I play, I play against them online a lot. Really? It's always, yeah. Yeah, there's always people playing those characters. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't you know. know. Yeah, I know. I we know. need to talk about the players that pick those characters. Yeah, that I feel like that could be like a sidebar episode. I don't know. It's like, like a version of a spike, but also you're like, I don't know, you hate people. I don't know. You're just like a misanthrope. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, man, Street Fighter Zombies. Yes. Street oh, and I think you should be able to fucking unlock Ash from Army of Darkness as a player. Yeah, why, why, uh, why not? Yeah. I mean, they, they put him in everything, so yeah. why not? Yeah, absolutely. You know All right, those, man. You know those Chun-Li players are buying that zombie Chun-Li statue? <laughs> oh, they have with the detachable leg. Who knows yep. what the fuck they're doing with that shit? All right, we're not going to get into that. We can't. We should stop talking we're about gonna that. We're going to leave that where it needs to be left. Okay, I understand. Yeah, no. All right, what do you got? So how about this? Ooh, fight. Fight. So I'm, I love Street Fighter. I love all the characters in Street Fighter for the most part. There are a few, like you mentioned, that I'm like, eh, I can take them or leave them. Right, yeah. I think my big issue with Street Fighter has been is like they keep making games and they keep putting characters in these games and they make new characters and they do all this stuff and whatever. But like for some stupid reason, they always leave characters out that people like. Yeah. And like getting attached to a character for like an entire Street Fighter like platform. And then like you'll go to Street Fighter 6 and it'll be like, "Oh, you got rid of my main. Why would you do that?" Yeah. I think it's time that Capcom gets together and says, "You know what? We're making a Street Fighter Ultimate. We're making a Street Fighter Maximum. We're making a Street Fighter to end all Street Fighters." And it's going to have a hundred characters in Full it. Full collection version. Just put 
everyone in it. Wow. You could call it hyper mode. You could call it whatever the heck you want. You could keep coming up with new names as you put more and more characters in it. But I want a Street Fighter game where I can select pretty much everyone that's been in a Street Fighter game from wow. Street Fighter 1 through Alpha through, you know, 2, 3, 4, 5. Put them all in there. Get rid of some of the weird ones. Put them all in there. <laughs> And just I'm looking this up, we're looking at like 114 characters. 114 characters. I wow. don't care. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has spoiled me grossly. So at this point, just put everyone in. Just make a Street Fighter Ultimate game. Make a Street Fighter Maximum game. Call it what you want. Hyper, whatever. Put all the wonderful Street Fighter oh, yeah. uh, adjectives in there. You can throw some new characters in there too. Amingo. Throw in Amingo just to fuck with them. Well, just to let you know, as part of this master list <laughs> of characters, I do want Amingo in there. Yes. And I want the EX Plus Alpha characters in there. Yes. Skullomania. Who never get included. Yeah, who never get included. Doctrine Dark. Absolutely. You know, uh, what's his name? Alan, whatever. There's a whole bunch of characters. Do we think they meant Dr. Dark and it just became Doctrine Dark? Yeah, probably. Because Doctrine's a weird thing to call someone. Yeah, what is his name? Doctrine Dark and he shoots you with bombs. (laughs) It's time to bring them all together. Yes. Obviously, you know, Capcom has done a lot of stuff like versus games and things like that. But no, I want every character. I want this to be the Street Fighter game. I want every character in that, but because you have so many characters and there's so much to choose from, you have fun with this when you get involved in the modes of the game. So it's just like, hey, what mode are we playing in this versus system, versus round, or this versus tournament we're using? Street Fighter 2 rules. So that means only the Street Fighter 2 characters and no hyper combos. Okay. And then, or you could do Street Fighter crazy and you could just have every character every hyper move every hyper combo and i just i want the revenge gauge back from street fighter um street fighter 4 i want the hyper gauge to stay there i want all that stuff there but i want you to be able to select if you want to do a street fighter alpha style match you just have the alpha guys and only the stuff that you could do in those games so you can customize the experience within the game yeah that's awesome but then i also want to you know want hands off everything in whole kitchen sink mode as well. And you could call that the street fighter ultimate mode. You can call it the street fighter maximum mode, call it whatever you want. But I want something like, like that. I want something that really just embraces and, and celebrates the history of this series with nothing left out. So that also means like every stage is in there. I want every stage, even if you have to recreate them, even if you have to do some sort of weird thing to pick the art style, that would be amazing as well. And um, I really hope that um, they could do something like this. And on top of that, I want there to be a story mode for like every single character that actually oh feels like, so for like the thing, maybe not every single character, but like maybe each game can have a story mode. Like you can play through the Street Fighter 2 story mode and the Street Fighter 3 story mode or the Street Fighter right. Alpha story mode. Because what gets lost in this for players like us that aren't always going to play online competitively all the time, we get lost in that in that instance where it's just like, oh, I pick up the game, but I don't want to just play online. I need a single player mode. This game needs a single player mode that's not just arcade mode. I want a full-fledged story mode for maybe, yeah, like I said, like each individual game. And you can play through Street Fighter 2 story. You can play through Street, the original Street Fighter story. Not just an arcade mode that uses those characters, but like you're playing through the story. And mm. like Mortal Kombat, you're switching off characters as the story moves through its beats. And I think that's that? something that could really happen. And just a fully just 
overloaded with content Street Fighter game. I don't want to be missing anyone. I want everyone to jump in this game and I want everyone to be happy that their favorite character is going to be in it. And then the Street Fighter game that comes after that is going to tank because it won't have the same <laughs> stuff and no one's going to like it. But it's a right. simple premise and a simple thing, but it's like it's all I've been asking for for years. And also more love for Street Fighter EX plus Alpha. And that's my pitch. I'm calling it Street Fighter Ultimate. It's taking a little, little move from Smash Brothers there. And it's going to be the ultimate maximum version of what Street Fighter always has been. I want the art style to be something like a Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, with like those brush strokes and all those yeah. like really colorful characters, loud pumping music, bring back all the themes, bring back all the hyper combos, just give the player the freedom to make the Street Fighter game that they want. I want tag matches. I want two on two. I want one on one. I want tournament. I want survival mode. Put it all in there. I want Blanca versus everyone. Just do it. Just do it. It'll cost millions of dollars, but that's what I want. This is a this is a smorgasbord. This is just you know this is what everyone is asking for. I love this. And maybe one or two zombies. Some yeah, some of my zombies will make an appearance. Yeah, man, it's simple, but that's really what I want. Street Fighter does Street Fighter so well. I love it. I have have two quick questions for you. So one, I think you already answered. Um, because you're bringing in everyone, and we're talking about thirty years of games. Um, are you updating everybody to the most current art style? Is that I think the idea? so. Yeah, I think okay. you have to. And, uh, you know, with infinite time and money, I think you have to. It's got to be sure. more of a modern okay. art style. For so everybody. everyone will look the most like they can to like a Street Fighter 5, 6. Yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. I think you update everyone. And, uh, you know, it's not like they've been using the same Morrigan sprite for 30 years. Like it's time to change <laughs> it up. You know? Right. Okay, cool. Um, that was my first question. My second question is because you are including everyone and there is some mention of storyline mode, are you doing anything for characters that have sort of died or have been like, you know, basically totally eliminated from the game? And yeah, years I past? think that, I think that p- p- kind of becomes part of the story mode, right? So part of the story mode. They've come back to life somehow or no. Well, if you're playing through the story mode in which they die in, like each story is story mode is like a legacy, right? You're playing through the original okay. story of street fighter two. So if someone dies at the end of street fighter two, they're dead in the story, but the character's still playable because they're, you're playing them from that time period. Oh, I understand. Oh, okay. Great. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. It. yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's, that's my awesome. basic I, pitch. I just love that that includes everybody and you can finally answer questions like, Oh, well the, the street fighter two version of so-and-so versus, you know, whatever. I think that's yeah, exactly. You know, great. And that you can really have fun with that. Right. Oh, I love well, that. <laughs> well, that's, that's our pitches. That's our pitches for street fighter. I would say that this is a uh, perfect double KO in this instance. Perfect. Uh, perfect. And uh, I think we smashed the cars. We smashed the barrels and the brick wall on this one. So once again, to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. And to my co-host, the abomination from the Amazon, Mr. Jordan Yu. <laughs> to my co-host, so the uh, British Special Forces lady with the real small thong. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, it, it, it's practical. It, it is practical. It, it, doesn't right. get, it doesn't get caught on anything while fighting. So it's it nice. doesn't. Yeah. So uh, that's the reason. That's the reason. Exactly. That's why that's why you would wear that. Um, Right. Of course. Once again, man, thank you. This has been a blast and we will be back with more episodes. we got some more amazing stuff coming during the summer of slam. (laughs) And uh, we also have some great stuff headed uh, for you this fall. And especially it's excited about um, Halloween time. So we got a lot of stuff. Spooky season's coming. Thank you all for listening, Jordan. Thank you. And have a good one, everyone. Okay. And thank you for listening to this episode of How About This, and we hope you enjoyed our take on Street Fighter. Let us know who your main is. Be sure to comment and 
Give us your take on our episode on our posts on Facebook, as well as Instagram, where you can find us at facebook.com slash howaboutthispod, or you can find us on Instagram at howaboutthispod. We hope you had a great time. We hope you had as much fun as Jordan and I did reminiscing about some of our favorite aspects of this series. And we ask that you continue to support us by leaving a comment, giving us a review, give us a rating, follow, subscribe, do everything you can do because every single time you do something like that, it makes this show that much more visible. So we thank you all for the support over this collection of episodes that we've gone on through. We have some great stuff headed your way in the very, very near future. So we have more Summer of Slam coming. We're going to go back to the regular format, which on, admittedly is not really that different. But once we get to October, we're going to have some really great horror and Halloween-themed things to talk about as well. So there's a lot of stuff going. We're, we're full steam ahead here at How About This? And we cannot wait to share these episodes with you. So see you out there. Make sure to tighten up those gloves and tape up those hands because the Summer of Slam rages on.